Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Hello and welcome. In today's episode, we will be talking with the amazing Katie Ramirez, who is a three-time best-selling author, spiritual practitioner, makeup artist who also expresses her art through science and spirituality. She is a performer and a 500-hour yoga instructor. Welcome, Katie. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here with you, Divine Legends. Thank you. So we wanted to start off by asking you, what started you on your spiritual journey? My spiritual journey really started like, there, I think there's like a couple different journeys of spirituality that I'm thinking of that are coming forward. I think automatically when I think of true spirituality, I think of recovering my soul and I wanted a way out. I wanted a way to, from like a really young age, I felt very separate than what I was being brought up in. Mm-hmm. So I remember feeling very separate and searching from like the age of 16, 17 years old. And when I was first surrounded by kind of energy workers, when I was 17 or 18, that was when I first started finding people that let me know that they recognized me and that there was nothing wrong with me. I was searching from a very young age. I grew up in the Lutheran Christian church. And so I had this view that everything was wrong and I was going to burn in the fiery gates of hell. I was kind of always searching for my people, knowing that there was something more out there, feeling the different dimensions. And so, yeah, I would say, but like that quest really started when I found people who acknowledged me. Was there like a catalyst though, that brought you to those people? Well, I had decided that I wanted to learn about massage therapy and I was presented with energy work. The catalyst was trauma, was childhood trauma, was my pain, was my sadness, was my darkness. I divided myself from a very young age from all of life. And so first it was childhood stuff, not understanding. And then it started with eating disorders and trying to control my outcome of life through what I was feeding myself and what my body looked like. I got into drugs at a very young age because I kept trying to dissociate and separate from the feelings that I was feeling. So I would say that my catalyst was my quest to feel belonged. Mm, Powerful. Mm -hmm. Would you say that there were some harsh truths at that time that you were ignoring that almost pushed you in that direction? I wouldn't say there was at the time I couldn't see it. Today, I can see that I was living in a story. I was living in a loop. I was living in darkness. I have a lot more education than I had when I was younger. And I've definitely found my people. And I've definitely learned that today, I don't look at any religion as good or bad. I don't look at things as good or bad. I understand them simply as they are, as I understand myself as I am. That's amazing. 
Was there one life lesson that comes to mind that you feel like you learned the hard way? So for me, my journey through artistry was profoundly manipulated by my addiction to drugs and alcohol and obsession of wanting to be, to tell a story and to be kind of different. I always expressed myself through art. As a child, I grew up playing music. I had a hard time communicating, but I felt like I could communicate playing music. Like I had a hard time speaking and everything. So I would always express my artistry through my art, whether it was playing music or singing. I was had been doing creative things since I was a child, but I didn't know that I was an artist until I was like 24. And then I didn't know I'm a performance artist as well. And I didn't know that I was a performer until I was 30. And I would say that I didn't know that I was a deep spiritualist until I got into my 30s, even though the whole thing has been artistry and a spiritual quest like this whole time, like since I was a wee little baby, really. <laughs> <laughs> So creative expression has been big for you. Creative expression has been my running theme of life. I just absolutely love it. But I will say that through my darkness and through my pain, I created a lot of art. It was so truthful and powerful. It was like what I was feeling. I, you know, again, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Like I suffered really from the desire to not be here from like a very young age. And I would obsessively create almost like suicidal art. And really, because I just didn't feel like I belonged through my art, I was trying to grasp onto anything or anyone that would see me and the volumes that I was willing to speak through my art that I couldn't speak into words, right? Like I couldn't speak it out loud that I wanted to die. I spoke it out through my creations and through my artistry and through elements of photography and makeup. And in that, I created some really passionate and powerful art, you know, and got really into blood, guts and violence, sort of makeup artistry from like at the beginning. And then from there started finding the beauty in life. And, you know, life started getting drastically better when I put down, uh, when I started losing things as a result of my addiction. Because uh, as a makeup artist, you have to wake up early <laughs> and like go to work and go be on sets and you're like in people's faces. And if you've been drinking and using all night long, it's like, it just, it doesn't work. And so for me, when I started losing opportunities that I really cared about, I decided to let go of drugs and alcohol. And it was a hard thing. It was a hard journey, if you will. I don't say hard. It was its own thing. And through that, through acceptance of community, kind of like, other people helping me, my mindset started changing and I started receiving love. And then through receiving love, I started slowly, but slowly loving myself. Mm-hmm. Slowly. So quite the journey. I think it's important that we know that a lot of times we almost have to hit that rock bottom place before we're ready to pull up our big girl panties and do the work we have to do. And it sounds like you were lucky enough to really find a community that helped you. So I'm going to ask you this, what words of wisdom that maybe with someone you would have connect with along that journey, right? What were some words of wisdom that you might've received from someone that helped you along that journey? Um, I mean, there was a lot of like, there was so many words of wisdom. There was a lot of people that came into my life, people that I dated that were beginning to show me there was more. I was very stuck in the nightlife of Chicago, 
uh, where I was raised and achievements and like being, you know, I guess notable in some capacity. And, you know, people started telling me, you are so talented, like you can really do more with your art. And just that little bit, those little glimmers of hope helped me. But one of the biggest things, like the most profound things that people did, believe it or not, was they remembered my name. They would say things to me like, I love you. And um, now that I didn't hear that from my parents, their actions spoke louder than their words. Life is full of a bunch of journeys, right? And like, I, just as I've had a, multiple awakenings, I've had multiple rock bottoms, like multiple rock bottoms Mm -hmm. to wake up and say that I don't want to be here anymore is in the element of a rock bottom, right? And to choose to change the thought and the pattern is profound. And the one thing that no one ever really broke down for me was change and change is doing the opposite of what you were doing before, And that was really, really hard for me. The dimension of change was really, really hard for me, even to like leave where I was raised and to go out on my own and to like go out and be on a journey, which is not for everyone. But for me, it was like my choice and my path. But change for me hasn't always felt good at the beginning, but the result of it is self-love and knowing who I am and knowing that my voice is valid and knowing that my creations are valid and knowing that my point is valid as well. That's super powerful. Super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. The best stuff is like not easy. Katie, you bring up some good points about multiple journeys, multiple hitting the bottom and knowing that is what institutes change. That's what helps us to give a, gives us a kick in the ass and gets us motivated, gets us moving. And I think it's important for people to know that you can experience these multiple awakenings, you know, the way you put it, and that's part of it. So we don't have to beat ourselves up if, Hey, I'm trying to climb out of this or I'm trying to get through this, but then I kind of fall down again. I can go, yay me. I'm learning. I'm moving through it. I don't have to beat myself up because I've fallen again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think it's also showing that we are constantly evolving. We are constantly growing. And like Katie even said, you didn't know these truths from when you were younger, but now you can look back and you can see maybe how you created something, maybe where, where, what mindset you were in, in that time, but having this knowledge now and this wisdom now, it just shows how we are constantly evolving. Yeah. Today I understand cause and effect. I understand that I am the effect of what I'm creating. So if I am creating in my mind that I am not enough and I am unlovable and that no one is there for me and that I can't do something, then the effect of that is going to be depression and sadness and darkness. And if I shift my thinking and I get into that peaceful state from within and I begin to pray And I begin to meditate and I begin to thank my body for living for me and my mind for being here for me and my body, you know, I've I've shared this with Kim before, like place your hands on your belly and just say like, girl, I fucking love you. You know, like (laughs) I I put it on my, I put my hands on my booty. I put like everywhere and I just love on myself. 
But like, I didn't have this relationship even a few years ago, the relationship, the, the toxicity will show up in other places until you heal it. Right. So like, I might get clean from like drugs and alcohol, but then it's going to be like, nana, nana, boo, boo. Like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to bop you in the side of your head with your new partner that you're dating. Like how badly do you want this life? And like, how badly do you want to be enjoyed and how badly do you truly want this? Right. Like whatever that this is, whether it's like, I want a better life. I want to feel happy. I want to feel joy. I want to feel free. Like how willing are you to shift and change? Cause the universe is going to test you. The minute you say, I want to love myself, it's going to give you a relationship or a person or a test to say like, do you mean it? I want more money. I want more money. I was talking about this in my class this morning. I freely gave so badly. I wanted to be, I wanted to be on every whatever makeup team with every big celebrity so badly that I would work for almost nothing to the point where like, I was literally, I didn't have enough money to pay rent. Like I had to go live with my friends because I was free. I was just giving too much of me at the time. And that has demanded me to receive proper pay today. Right. But it's an evolution, right? We are evolving. And, you know, I love our teacher, Dr. Aaron has said this, it is an honor to be here Mm -hmm. in this physical form, like all of the cosmos and all of the life that has had to happen. My parents and their parents and their parents, parents, all of us, for us to be here in this year, right here and right now is truly profound. And for me to have made it through the good, the bad, the sads, the uglies, the life continuing is growth. And it's not what I've come to realize today is it's not the outside world that changes. It's me. I've changed that person and that behavior is no longer acceptable for me. That dollar amount is no longer acceptable for me. That energy uh, exchange is no longer acceptable for me, to me, as me. And so it is. Yes. So when you see your worth, that is when things shifted. When you started to see your own value, your own worth, that is when abundance shifted. That's when opportunity shifted. Would you say? Yes. But so one of the things that I learned on the journey of recovery was about esteemable acts. Now, esteemable acts build self-esteem, service, giving of yourself, being there and available for the people. People help people. I am not a singular unit, even though I am individual, right? We're part of this whole big thing here on this planet. And non-division is key on the journey and knowing that self-worth of who we are. So one of the things that started happening to me when I got really serious about performing, like in my early twenties was people cheered me on, right? (laughs) They cheered for me and that started building my self-esteem. And I started like individually knowing like what I liked, like what my style was, like who I was, red lipstick and big hair. Like that's who I am. And I accept it like, and big old clunky, you know, six inch heels. Like that was just what I was, what I, I'm still into it as a 37 year old woman. Okay. Like it's not a phase, just like who I be and who I am. Those little things helped me on the journey. Like, again, like that was when I was like, oh my God, I'm an artist. Whoa. Like, whoa. You know, so doing esteemable 
acts for ourselves is going to be getting into something that feels good, right? Like meditation isn't just like sitting on the floor and like trying to levitate away. It might be going on a walk or listening to music or singing a song or dancing or calling up your friend and not bashing, you know, just, just accepting what is that initiation of negativity, right? Even if we're initiating, it's raining today, but that initiation of the negativity is going to just spin off like you're the one in control here, Bubu. Katie, you bring up a good point. You were talking about meditation. So is that one of the things that you incorporate into your life that helps you to stay in alignment? Every single day, all day, every single day, all day, as I will get up and I might go to the potty and then I go back and I get into prayer immediately and I get into meditation and I get into right mind. And for me, I have a huge list of my purpose on my phone. And I read that I try to read it every day, but you know, I'm not a perfect person. And I do surround myself with positivity exercise is part of my meditation, practicing my skills as a performer is part of my meditation. I moved from New York to Nashville. And I got a dog now I'm a grown up. <laughs> I've gone from Peter Pan to a real girl. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, got a car, got a dog. I like to exercise. If it's a gorgeous day, I take my puppy to nature and I get into nature and I connect with the trees and the earth. And that is what I do as part of my meditation. So it doesn't just look like me sitting on the floor praying either, but it can. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. We actually brought that up recently in our uh, Ask Us Anything. And we were saying how there are so many different ways to meditate, not to just get stuck in your head that I have to sit in a chair, listen to music, sit this way, breathe this way. And that's the only way. It's finding that thing that drives the passion and helps you to feel that connection to yourself and to the divine. Mm -hmm. So what fires you up? What gets you excited about life? Oh man. Well, I am a performer and I am an artist and I love spirituality and spiritual work. I love it. Love it. Love it. I've stepped into an interesting role here in Nashville. Uh, in New York, there's a bunch of shows and stuff as a, an art, as a performer, I could just kind of jump on, but what I like to do doesn't exist here. So I am newly producing, uh, and co-producing shows that I love here in Nashville. I love, I love working with people. I mean, it's just, just had my first production here in town and it was killer. It was so amazing. That lights me up. And also ed educating, I teach yoga. I have a class called Heavily Meditated and it's evolved. It's gone from like rock and roll yoga, like Ozzy Osbourne, like Black Sabbath and like Nine Inch Nails. And then it's like evolved into disco yoga, but it's called Heavily Meditated and I just love it. And it's just like one of my little babies, art babies, as I like to call them. And I love teaching uh, spiritual work and being a practitioner and just continuing to create. I love writing and creating and stuff. So I'm ready to start my next book. I'm excited to like get that going because through COVID-19, I had that time to sit down, sit on my butt. I've always loved writing and got into publishing books in that period of time. For me, it was like as a performer, I jewel and bedazzle my clothing. So for me, writing became like another element of sparkly, sparkling things. <laughs> that's so beautifully put. So what's the best thing that's going on in your life for you right now? Oh man, I'm happy. I am joyous and I am 
free. I shifted out of a relationship over the past year. I left New York, which was absolutely devastating and heartbreaking uh, for me. I, I think the relationship was its own devastation, but leaving New York was another. And so I'm excited to get back to, I feel healed enough after this breakup to get back to New York and not get into any dumb, ill behaviors. Just, I feel really good, but it's all a practice that I have to practice every single day. Um, I'm really excited about working with more clients. I had to step away to step within, to step on through, to start really bringing forward more of this work. You know, in the journey of science and spirituality and finding my voice with it has been its own form of artistry. I'm super excited about that. But truly the the greatest thing that on, on the other side of this shift from New York to Nashville has been a really gorgeous way home and a new level of healing, which I didn't know that when I started this journey and I wanted to help people recover, I I didn't come into this journey wanting to help help people recover. I knew there was an issue. I knew there was a problem. People were sitting in my makeup chair and they were sad. I would be at these crazy events where people would be paying, you know, $5,000 for a table and they were so miserable and so sad. There's an epidemic going on. Like there is something wrong here. And I want to be a catalyst for fixing this. I'm excited to be on that journey of creating it and creating spaces for people to come together and feel good and love themselves and also create the content and work with people one-on-one to actually, you know, I look at my work as soul recovery. Okay. You want to recover from drugs and alcohol? Like there are programs for that. I'm not your girl. I will point you in the direction for that. If you want to recover from your story, your limited story, your limited space and mindset, I'm going to help you. That's my genius. Katie, you are just like, your energy is so amazing. It is so powerful. Your story is so inspiring. Is there any words of wisdom that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Words of wisdom. Simply put, if I can do it, you can do it too. And you deserve to heal and you deserve to feel good. And life is meant for you to be happy. No one ever told me that as a kid. I didn't get that memo. So life is here for you to be full of joy and full of excitement and full of liveliness. And if you are not in that frequency, it is a choice to step into the direction. Like you choose, you create your life into existence. It's so beautifully put. And, and it's such such a, a comment that is so easily said, just be happy. But as you said, we're not taught that. We mm-hmm. always seek happiness outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we can back into understanding who we are, loving who we are, as you said today, and just being in that frequency, allowing it and knowing that it is our birthright. It's who we really are at the end of the day. Absolutely. Awesome. Katie, we are so grateful that you came to share your journey and share your experiences. We feel it's so important that everyone has a story, everyone has a journey, but that we can change it. As you said, change is the catalyst at the end of the day. And you know what? I will go in and say there was a lot of action steps that had to take place. Action is something that we don't like, especially with like we're in social media era where it's like very insta fix. Action is part of change. Action is necessary in order to change. And the greatest catalyst 
for me on my journey to love myself was to forgive myself. And then when I forgave myself, I was able to comprehend, oh, they were just doing their best. Everybody is always simply doing their best. And then it opened up the portal as my heart broke even more. That heartbreak broke me open to allow what was, what simply was, and then forgive them and forgive others and forgive the story and forgive the parts of me that I found too broken to discuss and too wounded to discuss and too fucked up to just go in and love her and love me and love them and love it as it is. So beautifully put. I know for myself recently, I was given a mantra from a friend who was doing some energy work and I was told I do my best and my best is good enough. And it's something I think we all need to remember and not try and judge ourselves on a scale of someone we think is greater than ourselves because it's not true. If we're bamboozling ourselves, we're the greatest bamboozler. There's no need to lie to ourselves. It's simply uncalled for. I tell my daughter all the time that our best changes every day because sometimes our best is not what it was the day before because of how we might feel that day. So to also have that forgiveness for yourself that your best might look different every day. Mm, Gorgeous. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Katie, thank you so much for joining us, sharing your journey, sharing your wisdom, sharing your energy. Oh my God, I'm like, feels so good. (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed this episode and this conversation with Katie and this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our show, please read our podcast and be sure to come back next week for our discussion on how myself and Kim connect in with spirit. We're going to give some information on how to connect with spirit. So until then, this is Paula and Kim. And don't forget, you are powerful. I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.